getting on. Did you do the damage, huh? Did you do the damage and now you're trying to... Did you go so hard at Christmas in December that you feel like a half-an-eaten roll stuffed down between a wall and an electricity box? The saddest sight in Ireland. Did you do that? And now do you feel that? Well, look, we're turning it around right now. And we're turning it around right now with a New Year's freestyle. Honk, 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 honk. The New Year's goose is here to kick us off. Okay, boom, clap, boom, ba-boom, clap, boom, boom. <coughs> clap, boom, ba-boom, clap. New Year's, New Year's resolution. You ain't gonna get there just by drinking a potion. There ain't no magic to getting better, getting fitter. You're getting wetter. You're gonna get wetter when you look at me. You're going to get so wet when you look at me. Because I'm going to be so buff when you look at me. I'm going to have my big traps and biceps and clapping and clap, clap, clap. Everyone's clapping for me. Everyone's clapping for me because I look so good. They're clapping for me. I'm walking into Cleary's in and I'm going to have a few beeries. Actually, no, because I'm doing a sober jam. I'm doing dry jam. I'm going to get me a big fucking tan. But I'm going to put the... Anyway, <laughs> how are you getting on? I'm so lightheaded. Um, new year, new you. But you know what? We're, we're, we're going to be talking about it today. We, collectively. That's right, guys. You will have the opportunity to uh, rejig the wiring on your headphones so that it turns into a microphone and speak back to me. I'm joking, of course. Um, but, of course, if you do have any questions or anything like that you would like to talk about you can always hit me up on the social media at Tony Hara I would love to hear your questions and comments and just make sure you know you highlight them for the for the podcast and I'll be whatever anyway look new year new you we're talking about it we're all talking about it so what we're going to do in this show is we're going to talk about self-improvement we're going to talk about how you can reach the better you but we also want to talk about how you can be grateful of the beautiful person you already are you know, so we're up, upcoming, we're going to be talking about the body. I'm going to be talking about, give you some gym tips. I'm going to be talking about the mind. I am going to be talking about overcoming that inner voice. And we're going to have uh, some guided mindfulness meditation at the end. It's going to be a beautiful, going to be a beautiful thing. But, you know, before we get onto that, guys, this whole new year, new you, right? This isn't just about, you know, um, you know, I know you feel like a roll, a leftover roll stuffed between an electricity box and a wall. But you, you, you've you been a beautiful person this year. There's things you've done. There's incremental steps in some regard that maybe have been better than the year before. Maybe not. Look, maybe I'm talking to someone who's really let themselves go. Whatever. But you know what I mean. It's not about, It's you're not a snake. Okay? You're a butterfly. And what I mean by that is you're not it's not about you shedding your skin, baby. It's about you transforming into a better you. Because caterpillars look like shit. You look like shit. And next year you're gonna look good. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm drinking do you know what? Um this is this is something that people are gonna spend a lot of money on. Uh water bottles. I've decided I'm going to... I Guys, I'm doing the Volvic Challenge. Um, I'm doing the Volvic Challenge. I'm going to be drinking water every day. 
um, I've given it a lot of thought and 2019 I um, wasn't doing the Volvic Challenge. I was having water whenever I was thirsty. This year I'm doing the Volvic Challenge and I'm going to be drinking water every day. Um, my 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 parents have been mixed about it. Um, my dad's been very encouraging. My mother naturally has been bloody fucking wrecked the head about it. She's like, no, don't be drinking water. Be drinking you know, beers or whatever, yeah. Whatever. Um, but I tell you what, the the real winner of, of the year is chilies, huh? Did you get your chilies bottle? Did you get your knockoff chilies bottle from Dunn's? Because that's what I'm drinking from. Because I can't be trusted with an expensive water bottle. Chicane? Chicane? <laughs> what was the Chicane song? What was that Chicane song? Was it Stoned in Love by with Tom Hanks or Tom Hanks Tom Jones it's Chicane he's a musician did he do Stoned in Love yeah he did fucking banger Chicane featuring Tom Jones when I'm feeling stoned in love it's how I feel alive if you haven't listened to Tom Jones's return to form even though he's still knocking about I don't do many impressions, but I do a Tom Jones. Here's one, right? <clears throat> well, when I, uh, I haven't done Welsh in a while. Um, Tom Jones, uh, well, you know, uh, when Chicane came, came to me and he said, uh, well, I got to get lower, you know. When Chicane said, come to say, whatever, shut up, I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> when I'm feeling stoned love, it's how I feel alive. This is your first podcast. I'm so sorry. I'm so, so sorry, John. Um, I'm so sorry if this is your first podcast. Um, but look, that's, <laughs> that seems like that seems like as good as good an intro as as ever for this new year. New you, hunty uh, edition of Tony Cantwell's shit show. Here we go. Now, as I said, I'm drinking from my Chili's knockoff bottle chicane um, because I can't be trusted. I bought a few of my my Dream Gun buddies had these um, water bottles that had a little teats on them. You pop up the little teat and you can you can it's durable enough teat. (laughs) It's basically a rubber straw. I call it the teat and. It was my favorite way to drink. I I want to put tits on. I'm, I'm putting tits on everything. 2020, I'm putting tits on everything. I'm putting tits on my glasses. My drink, drinking glasses and my eyeglasses. I'm not going to be able to see out because of the nipples. But anyway, I lost my... And this is the, this is the thing. Do you know that fucking shop? What's it called? Crate? Is that what it's called? The one Stevens Green? I went into the shop, right? And I did that thing where I was like... You know, confident I was going to get it. I'm just 
picked it up, brought it to the till. And she was like, okay, that's great. 40 euro, please. Oh, that's, you know that bit of plastic? That's 40, that's, that's 40 euro, please. And I was like, yeah, that's great. Yep, fine. That's the sort of, that's the sort of person I am. I'm happy to spend, so I spent 40 euro on the thing. And then I left it in Fumbly Lane. And then I messaged them and said, hey, I left my ball in Fumbly Lane. And they wrote back in an email three days later. Bunch of fucking hippies. I'm not having to go. I'm not having to go. But they wrote back three days later and they said, uh, oh, no. I'm like, well, you fucking did. There's a tit bottle in there and daddy needs his milk. <laughs> and I'm having to buy counterfeit Chili's bottles from gun stores like a fucking idiot. The state of me. People are like, is that Chili's? I've had to etch a little chili pepper. Other water bottles are available. Anyway, I've had to etch a little chili pe pepper onto the side of it with my compass. Just so people can respect me. Just so my wife can look me in the eyes. But I know it's not. For one, I dropped it once and it's dented. Imagine the real Chili's. And then, do you know, I'm in a studio with a bunch of very cool designers, right? And they all have clean canteens. So if you're with a Chili's, yeah, guess what? Next level is clean canteen. That's the next. I've been talking for 10 minutes about water balls. Here you are. Anyway. Tried to put that on the table without making a noise. Anyway. New year, new you, hunty. But listen, it's not about you. It's not about you completely shedding who you are. You know? But you need to maybe change some things. Here's a simple thing, right? Think about this. What, if changed in your life, would have the greatest positive impact? What part of your life, if changed, resolved, would have the greatest positive impact on your life, on your happiness? Hmm? Is it that job? Here's a little tip for you. A lot of people are going to be going out looking for new jobs. And they find the perfect job. And interviews. Oh my God. Are you massing? Are you massing? Interviews are the worst. Interviews. All you want to be like is, look, listen, man, I'm sound, right? You know, I'm just an average guy, but I'm great crack. I just want to get that across now. You know, after this 15 minutes or half an hour, you're never going to hear me use the word good team leader ever again. What are my hobbies? I really want to let you know. I want to go into detail about it. But this CV that I have to just put down and summarise says going to the cinema with friends because I'm a basic B. I'm sorry. But anyway, here's a little interview tip for you, yeah? When you're going in, this is from a guy who has been fired from a lot of jobs and is self-employed. So here's a little interview tip for you. Um, go into the room Right, because you can be nervous, right? Go into the room and act like, mind fuck, here you go. It's your room. Huh? That's genuinely a tip I read. Go into the room and act like you're the one who is kind of welcoming them into your space. Now, I kind of get it, right? Because it's kind of about, you know, you're kind of like respecting the fact you're in your space. You don't go in there and say, hey, get the fuck out of my room. What's he, what are you doing? Or like you go in there first and they come in. You're like, did I say you could come in? There's a sign on the door, asswad. It says don't come in. 
And they're like, wow, this guy's this guy's fucking unreal. Or woman. Or 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 fluidy, fluidy boy. Gen B. Um uh Gen Flu. Swine flu. Um whatever. I didn't shouldn't have said swine flu. Listen, come here to me. Uh you go into the room and you just act like it's your room. You go out there, you take your fucking lad out or your boobs out. <laughs> what am I talking about? You take you go into that room, you go into Deloitte and you take your lad out and you say, This is my room as what? <laughs> You know, this podcast was up there with Blind Boys a few weeks ago. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, so you just go in there and act like it's, you know, on a, on a, like a serious level. You kind of just go in and be like, I'm comfortable here. And you're kind of like almost trying to comfort them because it's nervous. It's kind of a nervous thing for everyone, you know. It's kind of a nervous thing for everyone. Um, So you're kind of like, you know, just making sure that you kind of feel at home. And the quickest way to feel at home is act like it's your home. Not by taking your boobs out. Anyway, what am I talking about? Um, but look, that's maybe something you want to change. Maybe you want to change um, a relationship. Look, I'm not going to be someone to police you in what to do here. But look, if you're if you're in a relationship that every anniversary you're kind of like, will we give this another year? You know, maybe don't. Maybe don't. Or maybe do. But, you know, I will say this, you're, you cannot be, you cannot be the source of someone else's happiness. You know, that has to come from within. I don't, uh, I don't want to go down this route because it's not particularly funny, but you know what I mean. You don't, you don't, you know, there's people who habitually you've been there for them and you're going to be there for them. And are you given enough time for you? Do you know what I mean? Are you giving enough time for you? Right. Look, whatever. I'm not, I can't, I'm not, you know, I'm not guru, I'm not guru daddy, right? I'm not guru daddy. I'm not telling you what to do here, right? Um. But okay, look, this is, if you, you know, no, where, you know, it'll just. So, so how about this? New, new year, new you. You looking after your bod? Huh? Oh, God, that's, I had a bit of. I've had a latte and I think I'm, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm, <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say lactose intolerant. I was going to say, I don't think I'm gender intolerant. Um, I don't think I'm lactose intolerant, but I tell you, it doesn't, it gives me a coating. It gives my interior, my interior a coating. It is an alkali. Cheese is an alkali. And I'm not going to alkali. It's bloody delicious. I'm not going to alkali about this, but the milk's good. Ma'am. Unlistenable. The Tony Cantwell podcast. Um, but look, you're looking after your body. Are you, are you going to join the gym? Huh? Are you going to join the gym? Let me tell you something about diets, right? I'm going to go to diets first. I've done a lot of fad diets in my time. My wife still won't let me do the Atkins. Bacon and cheese? Are you joking? For every meal? And I fucking would. My diet used to be whatever had the big yellow sticker on it in Tesco. That means reduced. 
That means reduced. Some One day I had 100 cocktail sausages for dinner. Another day I had eight frozen chicken fillets, battered, <laughs> um, and whatever was there. You know, if it was two pizzas gingerly sallotaped together with a sticker on it, that was the dinner. You know, I used to eat very, very bad. Um, so I'm prone to it. I've talked about this before. You know, I'm very prone to the stodge. I am prone to the feeling that I am sad. <laughs> I am prone to the feeling of eating so much that I don't want to move, which is why, you know, I, I'd be very prone to, you know, give me that spice box. Give me that spice box. You know, give me the stodge. Um, but anyway, I, but I don't know what I'm talking about this. There was no, there was no, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, I, you know, and we did, we, me and my wife, we did the five, two diet where that was when you had five days eating regular amount of calories, whatever it is, 2000 for a man, much less for a, a weak woman. Um, because women can't handle the amount of calories. Apparently that's why there's a difference. Men can handle more calories and women have a smaller amount of calories because they are, um, if you believe that sort of thing. Um, I'm, I'm joking, of course. Tony Cancelled says, Tony Cancelled, women can't handle calories, says shamed comedian. Um, What was I talking about? Yeah, the 5-2 diet, basically you eat the standard amount of calories for your gender. Uh, and you, uh, and then for two days you only have five hundred calories. So we were eating a lot of courgettes, shall we just say, a lot of courgettes and a lot of tomatoes. And I tell you, the fucking the the um, the weight fell off me. I think I lost. I think I lost a, a stone. I think I lost a stone in a month. So that's a good one. But this is the thing. Um, apparently. Whoever you dream, whoever you dream in your head, you could be losing weight, you could be looking good, but if you're still dreaming, you know, chubsy in your head, if you're looking at yourself and you're like, that's Tony Cantwell, the chubster, oh, that sounds like I'm, I'm endearing him, or whatever, you know, that's chubby checker there, if you're still dreaming as that. So you have to, it's really how you change your own visual image, your own your own visualization image in your head. That's the thing that changes and that's the thing that keeps whatever diet or fad or apparently off. Apparently. See, this is one of my New Year's resolutions. I read a lot of self-help books and I spout a lot of shite. I just, um, I'm about to give you tips for the gym. I've been seven times, right? I've been like spit seven times. Let me tell you this actually. Some fella, wait, I'll get onto that in a second. I'll get onto that in a second. Um, another fad diet I did. I did vegan for a month, right? I did veganuary, which sounds so sexy. Veganuary. I did veganuary, and I've never had more energy. Now I don't know if I believe, you know, the that documentary that came out, whatever it is. Um, it was a documentary about fitness and and veganism. Um, and apparently there was some things you have to take with a pinch of salt. You know, I don't know if I can do a fucking battle ropes workout for 45 minutes or whatever it is, or an hour, just by changing to a vegan diet. But I tell you, I did have more energy than I've ever had. And let me tell you this. My libido 
was through the roof. I was a very horny guy. Very horny guy, this guy. Very horny. Um, I, I had all the legs removed from my table. Because I didn't need them anymore. I was so horny. Do you know what I mean? That's such a stupid joke. That's such a stupid joke. I'm meant to be going to Edinburgh next year. Anyway, uh, here's my little gym tips for you. Um, and I tell you, if you want to get, get a boner or cut out the meat. Um, which is ironic. Because you think you're eating bones, things with bones. And also, sorry, I know there's women and people who don't sign gender listening to this. You know, whatever. Uh, but but the wife had it as well. The wife, the wife was hornier as well. <laughs> Me and my wife were hornier being vegan. Is what I'm saying. That's all you need to know about that. Uh, but it's just funny that you eat bone, and you can't, and you lose the bone. I've never tried the old Viagra, but whatever. Uh, what was I talking about? Veganuary. Anyway, gym tips. Right. This coming from a guy who has been to the gym seven times. Well, no, come on. I'm being. I'm being. I'm hitting the gym. That's right, you little clam. I'm going to get so buff, so tough. You're going to want to take it. No, you won't. I'm going to be consensual. I'm a sensual lover. I'll never make anyone do anything that they don't want to do because I don't want you. I don't want you. That's why this is not about consent because I don't want you. Anyway, uh, my gym, <laughs> my gym tips are. <laughs> I don't have any fucking gym tips, but this is the thing. Everyone's like, "What? What do I do when I go into a gym?" And um, only because I've had help, um, you know, a pal of mine, uh, Connor Barry. He's a personal trainer. You can get onto him, Connor Barry. Um, he's a chap who told me he was a fucking lad who said he was losing donkey. And he's, he's the one who said about the soft drinks. And I was like, I never heard that before. And that's obviously started a revolution um, off the back of that. But, um, you know, it is difficult going in there. So I would say maybe if you can if you can skimp, if you can skimp enough, you know, although there's a lot of gyms you can join that already have personal trainers, just someone, just let them know what kind of things you want. You want to grow and then they're going to help you because it's difficult going in there. But the biggest hurdle I find is going in there and worrying about being looked at, right? So I'm going to flip the script and I'm going to tell you this and no more. I shouldn't be doing the voice anymore. That's not why voice. But I'm going to tell you this. <laughs> I'm going to flip the script and tell you this. I did it again. <laughs> and I'm going to flip the script and tell you this, right? What you need to do is they think they're looking at you. You look at them. You look at them. And a great game to play when you're looking at them is to think who these buff things look like. Now, Conor Barry, I remember he used to tell me, he used to have nicknames for people in his gym. And he said there was one lad walking around who looked exactly like Pierce Brosnan, but he looked really aggressive. So Conor used to nickname him Fierce Brosnan, right? This chap, Fierce Brosnan. For queen and country and swole and getting really jacked. Hey, it's me, Fierce Brosnan. I'm getting really big. Well, maybe you shouldn't be lifting here. You know, that sort of thing. So, I've found a few, right? When I was in the gym. I'm not going to tell you which gym. I'm not going to tell you which gym. 
Alright, it's fly fit, but other gyms are available. I'm not spending money on it. I barely go. And get this right. Get this shit, right? I was chatting to some fella came up, very nice guy, came over to me, said he liked he liked my, my videos and things like that. Love hearing that. Look, have you ever seen me out and about? Come over, compliment me. What a life. I love it. Thank you very much. Came over to me and he said, I love you know, like the videos or whatever. Um and I was like, Oh, thanks very much, you know, and he said to me he said to me he's an actor. <laughs> um he said to me he's an actor and I was like, Oh great, you know, I do a bit of acting as well, you know. And he was saying, Oh, but man, I just fucking I hate the you know, I hate the whole networking thing and fucking having to schmooze and all that stuff. And after literally I just heard, like the day before, Bill Burr give advice to other comedians and he said that when he was grown, he was coming up in stand-up or whatever, um, he was saying the exact same thing to a comedian. He was like, oh, man, I hate this fucking networking thing. And this older comedian said to him, well, you better fucking get good at it or you better learn to love it because you got to do it. This is why it is. got to do it. Um, so I just heard that and I had a couple of pints in me. So he told me this. He was like, oh, man, I want to be an actor, but I fucking I hate, I hate networking. And I was like, well, you got to do it, man. You got to do it. You got to do it. You got, you know, you got to be, you got to be in the first, you know, you got to be the first couple of people they think of for that role. You know, you need to be relevant. You need to be networking. You need to be schmoozing. You know, whether you like it or not. And he he was quiet for a little bit. And then he just, he was sulking, right? He clearly didn't want to hear this, right? He was Macaulay sulking, this guy. Um, And he was like, and I was saying this, you just got to do it, man. Like, I'm sorry, you have no way to report it. You know, you you got, you got no way to report it. You know what I mean? You got to do it. And then he said, yeah, well, um, I saw you in Flyfit there last week struggling on the tens. And then he walked away. <laughs> the fucking cheek. And, was, you know, and I, whatever. Maybe I was struggling. Maybe I was struggling. But you know what? Every, every journey to being jacked is one lift away. And you can get that embroidered on a little pillow for you. That's what you can get. Um, but so that's the thing. You go into the gym, right? And don't worry about them looking at you. You look at them and think what they look like. So Connor had fierce Brosnan. I'd love to hear yours from yours. So get in touch with me at Tony Horror on all the social, right? Um, get in touch with me and uh, I will and I'll feature them on this. But here's another few that I saw. Uh, one guy was a chap who looked like Eckhart Tolle, right? The, the kind of new world, you know, guru, Oprah's best mate. And he was really jacked. So I thought I came up with a nickname, Eckhart Swole. Well, when you're picking up the weights, you have to imagine that you don't exist and the ego is telling you you can't. And then you pick them up and then you're fucking jacked. Another one. Um, another one. He didn't look exactly like him, but he, he was as handsome as Brad Pitt, and I came up with Broad Pitt. So, if you have anyone who looks like anyone in the gym, come up with a funny fitness buff-related nickname, and you could win a prize. And that prize is me reading your shit. So that's my... (coughs) Excuse me. So that's my gym tips. That's my gym tips. And now what I'm going to do, because I know a lot of people listen to this uh, podcast in the gym, right? So this is going to be a podcast. Um, so this is going to be, I'm going to have a little thing where this is going to be um, uh, two or three minutes or whatever of me being your 
personal trainer. I'm not going to tell you what to do because you could be running, you could be lifting, you could be doing anything, but it's just going to be encouragement. So here we go. I am your personal trainer in three, two, one. Hey, how's it going? I'm David, your PT. You know what PT stands for? Let me tell you what it doesn't stand for. Pussy trainer. I'm going to go at you and go at you hard. And I want that similar respect coming over to me. I want you to respect me. I want you to love me. Do you know what else PT doesn't stand for? Puppy. Puppy tiddler. Because I'm not a little baby. I'm a big man. And I, you know, I'm going to... You're doing great. Your form is looking good. The male form is a beautiful thing. And female form is nice as well. Um, I'm so proud of you prioritizing your happiness and coming here to David's lair, David's dungeon. <laughs> I'm so proud of you um, coming in here. You look great. Okay, that's it. That's the form I want to see. Okay, we're going to push it. Let's go to town. Let's go to town. Let's get the bus into town and do our shopping. Yes, let's get into the, go into those sales. We're going to town. We might get a donut. No, you're not getting, no, I haven't any donuts. No, I haven't any donuts. You're doing great. I'm so proud of you. I'm in, I love you. I hope you love me. Yes. <laughs> okay, here we go. Rep number nine. <laughs> Repping now. Okay, lift it. If it's your, if it's your arms, lift your arms. If it's weights, lift the weights. If it's legs, lift them up to your chest. We're going hard. Okay, we can cool down now for two seconds, cause we're gonna ramp it up. This is when you have to lift it harder, quick. A new horizon. You're doing so well. I'm so proud of you prioritizing your fitness and health. I've never felt this way before. I love you. Great. Great. That was good. I'll see you back next week for round number two. Oh, there you are now. Um, if you'd like to hear more uh, from David the PT, not puppy, tiddler, pudgy. And not pudgy. He's buff. He's woof. So hopefully that got you really powered, whatever, powered up. Hopefully you got jacked off listening to that. <laughs> God, okay. Hey, maybe I have been veganuary. I've been very, very rude. It's been a very rude one. So I'm sorry about that. Um, another part of you is your mind. Now, I'm not someone who... Look, I'm not, I'm not someone... I'm not... I, I haven't... I, I don't think... I don't think I've had depression, you know. I'd say there are, I'd say there's elements, um, I'm clinically lazy. I'm a very lazy guy, you know. And, and I think my, I think habitually I loved just not doing anything. You know, growing up, I didn't eat very well. I didn't exercise, you know. And I always just took comfort in doing nothing. Everything was like, I just need to get life out of the way so I can go back to doing nothing so I can go back to you know and there's elements of that I mean really the sp any kind of spare time I have I like to just do nothing you know so I don't know I don't know if that's necessarily uh, depression but you know 
I think being unmotivated is never really good. I think having a motivation in some degree is beneficial. And I think at my at my at my worst of being clinically lazy, I would, again I wouldn't call it depression, um, was when you know my diet was the reduced section of Tesco. And my job was in a call center where you could literally just, you didn't even have to show up. You didn't even have to call, call in sick. You could just not show up because there was so many people there to to, to do the work. Um, and I remember I'd have these, I, you know, I'd, I'd, I'm a, I'd have a bit of weed, I'd have a bit of weed, right? I might be at home, right? I haven't had a bit of weed after calling in sick for work, uh, after eating a 16-inch pizza that cost two quid, um, having a glass of uh, wine that cost, uh, you used to be able to buy bottles of wine for three pounds, right? And I remember my pal Jordan opened up his bottle of wine, screw top bottle of red, and the cork just went boom. And it was fizzy. So however, God, they made it that cheap. So this was at a kind of my at my most laziest. Um, and I used to constantly have I smoke a bit of weed and I get all paro in my head and I would have these genuine daydreams, these fantasies in my head where uh, my door would get kicked open and it would be either like The Rock or Triple H and they'd just be like, hey, what are you doing? 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 What are you doing here? What are you doing calling in sick, having a wank? You think I got to be champ for having a wank when I was supposed to be uh, in work? What's the matter with you smoking a gange? Smoking gange and drinking a bottle of, a bottle of wine? What's the, why, why, what's the matter with you? And I would just start crying, you know, in the in the fantasy. But I would also kind of like kind of like think to myself and kind of like whimper lightly, you know, you know. Do you ever have that like remember that in school where you're trying to keep up appearances? Maybe you've fallen and you're kind of a bit too old to cry. And then someone says, "How are you? Are you okay?" And you're like, <laughs> you know. It's like as soon as someone asks you, "Are you okay?" That's not a good place to live. That's not a good. That's not a. That's not a good place to be. Where, literally, it's just you're just about holding on. You know, I probably was depressed. <laughs> I probably was really depressed. You know, when you're living in a state of like, so if if someone genuinely asks me, like, puts a hand on my back, and says, "Are you okay?" I will start crying. That's not. A, that is depression. Sorry, <laughs> you know, I was depressed. I was depressed. Um. And I don't know. I don't really have. I don't. I don't really have. I don't really have any advice for for getting out of depression. You know, there's there's levels there's levels of it that can be more severe than others. I think mine was quite light. You know, I did have. I was still around a lovely community of friends and very supportive people. Um, but I would say one thing, which is, no one knows what's going on in anyone else's head, and everyone thinks that the person beside them who they are actually trying to be like has it all figured out and no one has it figured out and nothing you know the only way to kind of prioritize your happiness is to kind of decide to take very small incremental steps to prioritize your happiness it doesn't really come in a it doesn't no thing you can get you can't get it on asos unfortunately if you could if you could, for me, it would be a fur coat for Mad Cheap that looked real. Um, it would be leather, red leather pants. 
and me having a real buff bod underneath that, walking around big leather, big fur coat. And that's if I could buy that on ASOS. That's what happiness. That's what I assume happiness would look like for me. But it's about taking it, one thing as well. Stop putting pressure on yourself. Just drop that pressure, right? And don't be living with the fear. Don't be living. If you went out and you had some points, if you genuinely think outside of everything that you maybe need to cut down or you find yourself regularly waking up with the fear and you're like, "That's that, that, this is a quality of life I don't want. I don't want to be spending my Sundays trying to watch away or eat away the fear if that's happening a lot. Maybe, you know, maybe plan to do something on the Sunday that means that you can't get that way on the Saturday. Do you know what I mean? But it's, it's really all about just kind of making incremental steps, very small 1% steps in getting yourself happier. But the main thing is, man, girl, um, NB, don't put so much pressure on yourself. Because no one else, you know, no one's put, no one else putting that pressure on you. And as that improv teacher said to me, that weird French fucking weirdo, he said, you wouldn't treat a dog like that. So why would you treat yourself like this? Here's a good thing. I'm into Zig Ziglar, right? Hey, funny name. This guy's from Yazoo City, Mississippi, or whatever he's from. And he, I used to listen to him a lot when I worked in sales, because he's kind of a sales guru. But like a nice guy, you know, not like a fucking cunty Jordan Belfort. I used to work in a sales organization, and one of the incentives was to go see the thief, the Wolf of Wall Street, a thief, a thief who still hasn't paid his money back. This is one of our sales incentives was to go see Jordan Belfort, and I didn't go. I had no interest in going, but apparently my team went, and they said he spent the whole time uh, just talking about how he used to sell more ice cream than anyone else and then hold for applause. But anyway, Zig Ziglar gives us example. Um... He says, um, would you would you feed cheeseburgers to a $100,000 prize-winning horse? If you had a $100,000 prize-winning horse, would you feed it cheeseburgers? Would you keep it up all night browsing the internet? Would you not wash it regularly? Would you have it stable in a state, a big mess? Would you do it for if you had a dog? If you got a dog from the pound, that was 50 quid. If you got, if you found a cat and just to pay for it to be fleed and vaccinated or whatever was five quid, you wouldn't treat any of the animals like that. So why are you treating yourself like that? Huh? If you wouldn't treat a $100,000 horse, $50 dog, and a $5 cat like that, what about a priceless body? Why are you treating yourself like that? You wouldn't treat a dog like this. Anyway, that's this little tidbit. Anyway, sure. Part of just the whole thing. Look, if you, if I can reach you out in any way here, if I can give you a reach around here, um, stop putting so much pressure on yourself, okay? Just lose that now. You feel like you need to be somewhere and you're not there right now. Don't be putting so much pressure on yourself. No one else is. They might sound like they do out of obligation. Parents might sound like they are out of obligation because they love you, you know, or partners. But as soon as as soon as the stakes get low, like I'm not, I'm talking seriously here, but I'll tell you this, right? This state when I was in when I was in a bit of a state of depression, right? Um, one thing that got me out of it was my wife, girlfriend at the time, telling me exactly what I'm saying here. Tony, I've never met anyone who puts so much pressure on themselves. 
it's, you know, you don't have to change anything. Just stop putting pressure on yourself. Like you need to be somewhere when you don't need to be there, you know. And I had started putting, I'd started putting videos on Instagram, all right. And if there was a, if there was a high stake and someone was like, hey, Tony's going to show his video at something. I'd be like, no, I'm not going to, I can't do that. I can't show, I can't be a big thing. But when it was Instagram and people could just swipe it away in a matter of seconds, like a tweet, it was only ever going to be in someone's feed for a matter of seconds. And that was the thing. The max thing was 10 seconds or whatever it was then. So it's like, I can do something that's 10 seconds. It's going to pretty much disappear. Like Snapchat, all this stuff, it just disappears. So it lowers the stakes and lowers the pressure on it being any good. And that was a key thing in getting me started making anything, was just lowering the stakes, putting them on the bottom, going into the butchers and saying, hey, brother, can you put those ribeye down at the bottom shelf? Because I need you to lower the stakes. Um, so if there's something now, and sometimes you can be paralytic. I, I don't know if that's the term you use for when you're paralyzed, but you can sometimes be paralyzed by options and paralyzed with expectations you think other people have on you when really it feels more from an obligation that they feel like you need to you know that as a parent or whatever they might not be doing their job if they're not necessarily hounding you for something just drop the pressure you don't have to be anyone else but the beautiful you that you are okay i love you okay anyway um i'm going to close this out um with um a bit of guided um will i do the goal setting thing no, I won't. I'll, I'll I'll maybe. Do you know what? We'll do it next week. We can talk about it next week. Uh, tips for goal setting, right? I know you're probably thinking. Oh, do you know? I've already brought it up now. No, I, I'm not going to do it now. I'm not going to do it now because it, I don't. I don't want to get into it. it. It'll be another kind of twenty minute bit. Because then I can also tell you, not today, because it's still New Year's Eve. We can talk more about New Year, New You in the in the New Year, and we can uh, we can we can. We can talk about uh, maybe setting yourself some goals, right? Doesn't need to be on New Year's Day or whatever, like whatever. I'm fucking chatting away. I'll talk about the goal setting in another episode. Um, but what I want to do for you, um, because one of my uh, goals is to practice a little bit more mindfulness, to be present, to be to calm my mind and my emotions. And uh, I've realized the odd time that I've done mindfulness or meditation, and I haven't done it enough. I'm 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 a, I'm a real novice at it, but um, even the small amount that I have. The one thing I can kind of take away from it is, um, I'm saying this like it's going to be real. I'm going to do, I'm going to do a fucking fuck around guided med- mindfulness meditation. But I do recommend people get into it. Aside from the thing that I'm about to do here, um, the thing that I've taken away from mindfulness meditation is that I can at least acknowledge when my mind is busy. I might not necessarily always notice the emotions that I'm feeling, but I am getting better at it. Um, but something that's definite that I've noticed is when I can see that there's a lot going on in my head, and at least knowing that. I can even take a bit of a step out of that. You know, I'm not in it. I, if you can at least see how busy your mind is, you're not always actually in it and being reactive. So listen, um, here, you've already, okay, get this, right? You've already had the fucking powerful, uh, you've had David the PT um, fucking pump you into into town. Well, now you're going to have Philippe, um, the going the, the the guru and he's going to be giving you some guided meditation in three two one hi ha 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 
It's me, Philippe. <laughs> I'm your best friend and guru on your trip into the mind. Can I just say, you look great. Huh. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just your new Christmas wear. You're wearing it with a, a lot more confidence. Did you get a beard trim or... Did you cut, a, cut your fringe? I don't know, you look great. <laughs> Sorry if I'm being a bit pervy. <laughs> I can lose my license for that. I can, it's happened. Can I say thank you so much for joining me on this trip into the mind and for prioritizing your own happiness. I want you first to get comfortable sit upright so that your posture is attentive and don't get too sleepy <laughs> I want you to close your eyes and take a few deep breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth one more in through the nose and out through the mouth <laughs> now you can let your breathing return to normal, okay? I'm not going to police your breathing. I'm not the Nazis for breathing. I shouldn't have brought up the Nazis. We're trying to have a good time. I want you to imagine yourself on a beach. It's warm enough so that you can just wear a t-shirt or a nice dress. Or maybe your top is off. Maybe it's off. And it's, you know, warm enough that you don't need to wear a top. But it's cold enough that your nipples... I'm so... Um, you know, anyway, you're on... Uh, no, I'm not... Sorry. Sorry, my boss is listening to me. You're, you're having a good time. You're on the beach, okay? I want you to look at the sea, okay? And think about everything you learned in Leaving Cert Geography. The swash, the backwash, the swash, the backwash. I didn't do very well in geography. And isn't it funny the way backwash was a geographical term, but also the term for when your friend would like drink a bottle of Coke, have it all in their mouth, and then let all of it fall back out of their mouth into the bottle. You can't give it, you can't drink after Dermo, he backwashes it, they'd say. Anyway, just like the sea and the sand castle, imagine your worries are a big sand castle. Putting up defences, things you don't want to break past, something that happened this year when you called John Tom accidentally and you're still living with that. They're all in that sandcastle with the big walls. But here comes the wave. Crash! It's gone. It's fucking gone. All of your worries are gone. And a great calm comes over you. And you feel the warmth of the sun, but it's growing warmer. Not unpleasant, but warmer. You, you turn to face it, 
and standing on the beach is a man. You don't know why, but you're drawn to him. He ushers you over. You get closer to him and you see he has beautiful blue eyes and a lovely beard. He ushers you in and you hug him. It's Jesus. Jesus Christ is here giving you a hug. It's fucking mad. You feel his beard tittle your face. <laughs> he spots your nipples and says, cold enough for you? This is fine that he did that. Um, he holds your hand and he says, come with me, I want to show you something. He brings you over to the shore and he points and he says, do you see that jellyfish? That jellyfish hasn't been as lucky as you. And although you may have had some ups and downs last year, you've got a new beautiful year ahead of you. And this jellyfish here doesn't have a life to live. So can we at least not be grateful for that? And you say, Jesus, that's a Johnny. They're all over here. This is Dolly Mount Strand, man. That's a Johnny washed up from someone having a pretty good time, actually. So while I appreciate your sentiment, oh Lord, my, my, uh, you know, everyone's got, you seem like a nice guy. You seem like a nice guy, Jesus, but that's a fucking Johnny. Good thing this one didn't make it into the Bible. It'd be laughed at. You'd be laughed at. No, don't go. Jesus is upset. He runs away with his hands in his eyes. With his hands in his eyes. It's another miracle he performed. He put his hands right into his eyes. All the way up to the elbow. And he's fucking running into the sand dune. Goodbye, friend. <laughs> Goodbye. bit of fun there guys and girls and gender fluids um this has been the show and you know what i'm gonna say this what a fucking show this has been gas and all the fun on the uh, the meditation and the fitness thing come on if you like the show it's free content please do let people know about it and you know what you could do make it extra special get me up to the top of the charts is if you went on itunes and you gave me a review and if you wrote a review that would make a huge difference you know what while you're even listening to something go on do that now and i'll keep talking to you here um do you know what? i've had an incredible year and it's down to people like yourself listening to this podcast people like yourself coming to gigs liking sharing Meet me on the street saying you like things. It's been an absolutely incredible year. So I want to thank every single person who um, has shared stuff and has recommended it to friends. Um, I'm an incredibly lucky guy. Thank you people who came to Edinburgh. People who came to Edinburgh to see the show and helped me sell out an Edinburgh show. People in London who came to, to, came to gigs. Um, people in the Dublin Fringe 
who were able to yeah, I was able to sell out a show on the Dublin Fringe. I mean, this is like week by week having to pinch myself that is not all a big dream. So thank you so much. I am so incredibly grateful. And if you would like to come and see me do some live bits, uh, I got tour coming up. I will be bringing my tour, Tony Cantwell's Pure Graw tour uh, around Ireland. And here's a couple of dates. Uh, in February 8th in the Town Hall Theatre in Galway, I'll be there. That could be sold out, but don't you worry, because on February 9th, I will also be there. Um, on February 14th, Galentine's Gay. Um, why don't you come out with Valentine's? It'd be really nice, and I'll, I'll make sure to make it a special Valentine's, no matter what happens. Uh, so if you want to bring a date to that, please do. February 14th in Cypress Avenue in Cork. February 15th, as part of the Bray Comedy Festival, I will be there doing a whole show. Um, so please come if you're in Bray, Wicklow, the local area. Have a good time. Had a good time in Bray last time. Uh, February 22nd, I'm on the other side of the dart. I'm on the other side of the dart in Hoth, uh, the Abbey Tavern in Hoth. Um, that one is getting close to sold out. Um, so do grab your tickets now. Um, in the venue in Ratoth, I think that's just what it's called. The venue in Ratoth. And I clearly, I love being, I cannot wait. I love it. Um, <laughs> no, I've never, I've never been to Ratoth, but I'm looking to go to Ratoth. Please send me foodie tips for Ratoth. Um, I'll be there March 14th. Um, so uh, please do come to that. March 21st in the Spirit Store in Dundalk. Please come. Uh, I love Dundalk. I love Dundalk people. I love, I love fucking voice, man. I love voices. I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't mean to dwell on the accent, man, but it's just the best in the world. Um, March 25th and 26th. Uh, is the Sugar Club. Those are sold out, uh, but there may be another uh, Dublin City one potentially in the future, maybe closer. It, it wouldn't be until the new year. We'd be even, we'd be even looking at that on March 27th in the Dreoct in Blanche. Uh, I will be there. It'll be great if you want to come along. That'd be, that'd be mad sound. Um, and that's it. And as always, guys, um, you love you too, and we love you too. Let's do